You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome live from the District West, 3233 North Mesa. Come on out and join us. I'm Adrian Bratis, along with Sal Montes, back at a River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios. This is Minor Talk. UTEP uh, makes history tonight and defeats uh, the University of Science and Arts at Oklahoma, 123-72. If you want to talk about it with us, Minor Talk is underway. Our telephone number here to get started, 915 6009 here on the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media everywhere. 600 ESPN El Paso online. Saying what's up to Levi. Alberto Reta in, in the house as well. It's great to see people out here as well. And we're just getting started here on the program. Sal, uh, this is the o- University of Oklahoma Science and Arts. Uh, UTEP put up almost, I mean, they won almost by uh, 50 tonight when it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the minors, they just look ahead to a big one, which is next week. They've got a big one. Uh, 51-point victory tonight, but they've got a big one coming up Monday against UC Santa Barbara. That's going to be a huge one, Sal. Yeah, it, it definitely is because um, w- while looking at uh, Santa Barbara today, let, let me pull it up. I know they had um, Portland State today. Let's see if I could get that score. I remember doing that uh, that score in the update here, but nonetheless, though, that, that contest there for the Miners is not an easy one, and what the heck? I, I cannot seem to find it. There we go. It's 64 to 60, uh, seven minutes left in the second half between um, Portland State and Santa Barbara, so... I mean, Portland State's no slouch either. Nonetheless, though, Santa Barbara will be tested coming into the Haskins Center against the Miners. Miners, I mean, yeah, two wins of 120-plus on each night, but now you get to go up against some dogs, some guys who are probably at a higher level than you, um, not just this year, but maybe in recent years or definitely in recent years as well. That's the real test. And the one thing I hate, Adrian, if I can just be honest here, I don't like how this was an exhibition for arts and sciences where it counts as a real game for the minors I really think it should have been an exhibition for both it's hard for me to look at this team and see that they're 2-0 I I look at it as 0-0 I I don't count these games in my opinion you know, they're just kind of glorified scrimmages, right, Sal? I, I hear you completely on that. I mean, look, how I, and I, I said this going into this game. The only way that I'm looking at this one is just the newcomers. I'm having a good time watching the newcomers actually play against another team for the first time. I've been watching Zid Powell, Corey Camper Jr., uh, David Terrell Jr., Trey Horton, uh, Elijah Jones in practice this entire time. And I haven't actually got a chance to see him on the court against anybody else. So, I, yeah, I don't care who it is. If it's uh, McMurray like on Monday, the uh, science and arts of uh, Oklahoma here tonight. I I, I get it. I hear where you're coming from because I'm with you. I don't really take these as like wins necessarily. Like let's talk about this one at the end of the year. Uh, No, I don't take it like that, but I do take it. Let's talk. Let's see how the newcomers are. Let's see how they come along. Let's see what we see from them early on into the process, knowing that newcomers is how this team was, you know, typically or really built 
to, over the offseason, uh, despite having some of the starters returning back into the fold, like Calvin Solomon, Otis Frazier III, Tay Hardy, which, by the way, those three have really taken a jump uh, or a step forward. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of just the way that they're, they're handling their business, uh, I'm impressed with those three right there. You throw Kevin Callu in the mix, he played better tonight compared to Monday. Uh, so, yeah, that's how, that's how I look at these yeah. games right here, Sal. And, and just taking uh, the newcomers and seeing what they can bring to the table. And you know what, too, Adrian, on a on a relatable but different note, uh, while we're on the topic of um, of this game leading into the game against Santa Barbara, I got to give a shout out to UTEP Marketing. You know why? I just received an email to my, my personal one, not related to Town Square, not related to my old UTEP email address. I don't even have access to that anymore, by the way. <laughs> Nonetheless, though, um, the the subject is UTEP versus UC Santa Barbara, and the name is Coach Joe Golding. That's the the email name, and then it's a it's a Ticketmaster uh, email from them. But they're already sending out these emails saying there's tickets for sale uh, starting as low as at nine dollars and fifteen cents. And uh, basically, if you've re- if you've purchased tickets to a UTEP game from Ticketmaster before, you've probably already gotten this email fresh off the press, man. I, I got to give them credit for that. You got to jump on it right away if you're the marketing team and uh yeah they're they're getting the word out there you don't have to find out last minute you probably have that email right now Hey, that's a really good point, Sal, because uh, the marketing side of it is so important. Um, you know, and, and just to hype this game up in a big way, UC Santa Barbara, that's an important game for the Miners coming up here on Monday, and I get it. All this is early. I also understand, look, I, I come from a perspective of knowing this basketball program and knowing and understanding it's far different than how we evaluate the football program. Listen, the football program has been historically bad. I mean, we're talking 50. 60 plus years of bad football action. When you compare it to the basketball program, the basketball program is fantastic. The basketball program is the you know the program that you have more notoriety. However, when you reflect back on 30 years ago, that's where you start to scratch your head and wonder, what's going to happen with this program right here? How do they find success? How do they find relevancy as uh, they continue? So I look at this from a, a perspective of, hey, I I hold UTEP basketball to a very high standard. Going to the NCAA tournament is the standard that I have UTEP basketball. Now, finishing 6-6 six and six for UTEP football, that should be at least <laughs> uh, you know, a, a level playing field right there for the football side of things, just knowing where they are in their development. But, you know, I digress. And I just say for this basketball program, I still have high expectations. And with all that being said, I don't know what's going to happen with this current basketball squad. I don't know how far they're going to go this year, but I do yeah. know early on into the season, the newcomers have impressed me into two pretty much exhibition games, one against a D3, one against an NAIA school, so that is at least what is on my radar here from just two games. That's all I can take away from these two right here. Hey, if you want to weigh in on the program, give us a call. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. That's the telephone number to get into the program. Also, 600 ESPN El Paso on X, formerly known as Twitter and everywhere online, 600ESPNElPaso.com. Hey, want to give a big shout-out to Timothy Cantrell. He is with us, uh, Sal, for our Minor Talk Basketball Player of the Game. Timothy Cantrell, if you're looking to buy or sell a home here in the El Paso area, look no further. Meet Timothy Cantrell, your trusted real estate agent with over 20 years of experience. In fact, uh, you can actually follow him on Instagram at Timothy Realtor for the latest 
listings and also your realty tips. That is Timothy Realtor on Instagram. You can contact him as well at 915-204-8441. Call or text Timothy Cantrill today. They're our newest sponsor here on Minor Talk. Also want to give a big shout out to Wind Supply El Paso. They will bring our hot hand to the game at the end of this one. And that's, again, presented by Wind Supply El Paso. Check out uh, the Find a Dealer tab online today at windsupplyelpaso.com. Again, they bring us our hot hand award after every UTEP basketball game here on Minor Talk as we continue. Again, we are live here out at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. Come on down and join us. $8 wraps. You can get chicken. You can get steak. Uh, get a little bite to eat as you're heading home from the UTEP game tonight. Also, we got great drink specials out here happening right now. 375 Deep Eddies. They also have 250 Corona, 250 Estrella Jalisco. Great drink specials happening right now here at the district. And the best part about it, the kitchen's open until 1. So if you are out and about looking for a late night spot to eat, this is a perfect place for you. The District West, 3233 North Mesa, as we are talking some UTEP basketball here tonight on Minor Talk. Let's do this. Let's take an early timeout. When we come back, we'll get to phone calls. Alberto Reta is here on site, our very own. He'll give his thoughts on this one as well. We'll continue to talk more UTEP basketball tonight. A historic finish for them. They score the most points in program history, 123-72 over the University of Science and Arts in Oklahoma, the Drovers tonight. Uh, We'll talk more about this game coming up next, but let's take a timeout right here as we continue Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. We are live. Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. We are live here out at the District West, 3233 North Mesa, for a special post-game edition of Minor Talk. Sal Monte is our co-host, joining us back at a River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios. Alberto Reta, our very own, he is here on site out at the District West. Uh, Alberto, you got a chance to listen in on the opening segment between myself, between Sal. Uh, you got a chance to hear UTEP defeat uh, the Oklahoma, uh, the University of Science and Arts at Oklahoma and uh, this is a big one for the Miners to get a 51 point victory, score the most points in school vi- uh, history. Knowing the opponent, yeah I get it, it's an NAIA school, uh, the previous opponent was a Division 3 opponent, but it makes me excited for Monday Alberto, knowing that UC Santa Barbara comes in, they're a top 130 team in the country, and they're a team that UTEP cannot take like- lightly going into that big Monday night match matchup out at the dawn uh no hopefully the dawn fills up that monday night uh i think that one of the things that i liked the most about this game was uh kevin kalu with 13 boards that was uh pretty good i really like to see that and just you know seeing the guys uh, like coach was saying during the post game show are going to get more minutes like he really likes the bench i really like the bench as well and i feel like in this league and in a lot of leagues in college basketball you live and die by your bench you know it's not a star player league you have to have some guys you can sub in there get good minutes get get guys that can score buckets while your guys uh, rest up so it's good to see our guys get get quality minutes like we said garrett levesque wasn't able to get in there he would have gotten quality time but he got hurt during the first game uh i take it as a win's a win a lot of people are going to try to discredit it i take it as a win's a win you know you can't win with minor fans if you win it's oh it's not a good team but if you lose it's uh you know it's the same old minors so we'll see what happens i'm really excited we'll see what happens monday night hopefully they come out put up some 
some good uh, shots. Well, hey, if we've seen anything from the first two games is their offense is uh, a little bit different than last year. I mean, Sal, despite the opponent, uh, UTEP struggled to score points. You could tell me it was uh, yeah. th- this team that they played tonight, the Drovers. You could tell me it was McMurray last year's, with last year's bunch. I felt like last year's bunch was just a grind. This year, at least, they have more oh. momentum, more energy, more drive to at least score early on. I guess, what, what do you take of it? Yeah. What do you make of the offensive production in these two games? Well, that's, that's a better question there, to ask. There's two takeaways. Um, granted, we, we know who they played the first two games, but um, even when they would scrimmage teams like Sol Ross, you know, we would see them be a bit stagnant on offense. Not a lot of fluidity. Um, a lack of cohesion on offense. And I get it. It's early on in the season. And with the uh, first two years under Golding, you didn't really see the offense kind of kick into gear or at least look for- formidable um, until conference play or midway through conference play. Now, I think there's more fluidity. The ball's moving around more. Um, guys are using their athleticism to get to spots as well. That's what I really like seeing. Hopefully they can continue this trend. But uh, the second part, though, Adrian, is something they haven't done well is score in transition. Get buckets off of the fast mm. break. We know they've played good defense the first few years. We know they're going to play good defense again. But if they can get those fast break buckets, it's going to alleviate some of that pressure uh, whenever they're in a half-court set to try and uh, get some points. So that's what I really like to see them using their defense, which is their number one thing in my opinion, and transitioning that, no pun intended, into their offense. Our telephone number here on the program, 915-505-6009. It's a great point you bring up, Sal. The transition buckets are definitely an area of emphasis. And knowing that they've got such athletic players, uh, I'm talking about Corey Camper Jr., who is running the floor tonight, David Terrell. Uh, Alberto mentioned him. You know, I, Kevin Callu is such a polarizing player for me. I Sometimes I like him in stretches. Other times I, I worry about what kind of player he is offensively. Defensively, he's going to do what he does. Uh, uh, on the glass, he's going to get the boards, and they're going to need somebody to do that on this team um, because I'm still not sure where they're going to get their rebo- uh, rebounding production from, even though it's just uh, two games into the season. The point is, I'd, I'd hope that uh, Kevin Callu can progress a little bit more offensively uh, as the season comes along, and maybe that's too much to ask. Or I, I'm not sure how we answer that one there, Sal. How do you assess Kevin Callu? Because when we talk yeah. about the players returning, you, you heard me say it. I, the headline players are Tay Hardy, it's Calvin Solomon, and it's Otis mm. Frazier, and then it's Kevin Callu. But should yeah. we have Kevin Callu in that same discussion, or is he kind of in a, just a small tier below those those three guys? Uh, you know what? Just off of what we've seen before, and I guess these last couple of games, I would still kind of put him on that tier right below because I want to see him do it against a team like Santa Barbara. I want to see him do it against, uh, you know, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. Now, it's a good step forward, and I think he's starting to, um, you know, own in on his his, – his size, I guess you could say, and and be a solid rebounder. And within that, I think he's finding his identity and he's buying into that enforcer type of role down low. If he can, if he can make it tough, um, you know, for opponents to get a rebound or box out when he's trying to get his own rebound, so to speak, um, I think that can add a different type of level. So piece by piece, uh, early on so far, I think we're seeing him embracing that that physical type of role, which you love to see because Golden is a guy who who loves fire fiery physical type of guy so uh, if he could do that I think more minutes are going to go his way 
Hey, uh, we are continuing out here at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. Come on out and join us if you're anywhere in the area. Come on out and stop by. There's great drink specials happening right now. They've got specials on Coronas. They've got specials on Estrella Jalisco's. uh, Specials on Deep Eddie's as well. And, in fact, you can come by and take advantage of their $8 wraps. uh, Chicken wraps, by the way, that are fantastic. Just $8. Come on down to the District West, 3233 North Mesa, right next to the University and the Don Haskins Center. It's super close by, so if you're anywhere in the area, come on down and join us. we got a couple tables here uh, that are available, a couple tables here filled up. They're just hanging out, a little nightcap here on a Thursday night, getting the weekend started right. Come on down and join us. We are out here having a great time here on Minor Talk. And if you want to call in and give your thoughts, we are asking you right now here on 600 ESPN El Paso, which player surprised you the most from UTEP basketball so far? And then uh, additionally, which player are you looking forward to most among this UTEP team? Give us a call, 915-505-6009. Your surprise so far and the guy you're looking forward to watching most for the rest of the season. King Eric here on the show uh, sends us this one on X. This is what he says. Overall great performance. I still think shooting and rebounding need to be addressed come conference play. But this is a solid squad with unlimited potential call me an elijah jones uh fan for sure Look, I'm I'm all over Elijah Jones, man. By the way, Elijah Jones starting his UTEP career 14 of 14 before missing his first bucket. Tonight he was 8 for 9. So you figure what he was able to do over two games, 17 of 18 from the field. And uh, also he grabs two rebounds tonight. In tonight's matchup, he scored 19 points. Uh, that goes pretty nicely with his 19 on Monday. So Elijah Jones through his first two games already impressing a little bit here Saturday. That's exactly yeah. what they need in the front court. It, at that forward position, if you're talking about somebody to spell Calvin Solomon and help uh, in relief for him, uh, this is the guy to possibly do it. Maybe he could fill in that shoe, those shoes of a backup forward here for this minor squad, knowing that they're a little, uh, mm-hmm. they came into the season with a little bit of uncertainty in the front court, no, knowing that they lost Zarek Onyema from last year's squad. And you know what, too, Adrian? Uh, I think if, you know, he keeps it up at this rate forget a spell role I I think he'll be out there on the floor and and they can maneuver that lineup to feature Jones as a starter in in my opinion if you know if he keeps it up at this rate and what what I also like in addition to his efficiency was he had three steals tonight as well so he was able to be a bit of a of a ball hawk if you will Uh, so paying attention to the uh, the defensive side of things as well uh, I really like that so um, I mean the sky's the limit for this guy he's looked good so far if you're going to take anything away from the first two games it's um, you know just these guys getting into game rhythm I guess or game speed and and having it be officiated Um, that's really what I take away from it but getting out of this uh, relatively healthy is a big plus too so yeah Elijah Jones killing it man looking good on defense too all right, let's keep it going on social media and uh, specifically X, formerly known as Twitter. David Castro in on this one. I know USAO is a cupcake squad, but I like seeing what Coach Joe Golding is doing with UTEP men's basketball. It looks like we have players that hustle on defense and that have mid-range shooters. Looking forward to seeing where this squad is come January at Matt Castro. That's coming in from David Castro. From Matthew Castro, he says this, I know we're playing the University of Incarnate Western Tech of 
Arts and Sciences, Oklahoma oh Community gosh. College. <laughs> but I'm starting to think this team can hoop. I love that line right there. Uh, great, great statement there, Matthew Castor. Great job there. Uh, Jacob Lopez says, we'll find out how this team is on 11-20. He's talking about the Cal game, but Jacob Lopez, don't forget about the Monday matchup as well. UC Santa Barbara, actually on paper, UC Santa Barbara, a better team than Cal. They're ranked in the top 130, like I mentioned. Cal ranked in the top 150. I think they're like 150 or like 148. UTEP's 154, by the way. That's just the early rankings. And what does preseason rankings matter? I don't know, but I mean, at least it tells you a little uh, barometer of where it's at right now. Joe Chacon chimes in saying, all-time program record. Way to go, UTEP basketball. Hashtag si se puede. Hashtag not in minor talk jail. Hashtag uh, Brock is my OG. That's coming from Joe Chacon. Yeah, uh, you know. Sal, you know Joe Chacon. He's a crazy guy. He, yeah. Sometimes uh, he gets in jail. He's in sports talk jail right now. Um, oh. I, you know, hey, Is it's just sports, one of those things. Okay, got it. It's a sports talk being transitioned over. We'll, like, we'll keep him that? on here, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll keep him fresh here on Minor yeah. Talk. That's I, like our I guy, said, Joe I vouch Chacon. for this guy, too. So if he's locked up, I'm locked up, too. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Chris Portillo says this sarcastically. I'm sure that the last two games have prepared UTEP for Cal and Oregon. Well, I hear you, man. I hear where you're coming from. You know, look, what would you – hey, I'll ask you guys this. I'll ask both of you guys this. And maybe you guys have a different answer than I'm teeing up for. But last year you reflect on the UTEP basketball team and what they started with. They started on the road at Texas. Those expectations are kind of through the roof. Do you expect – would you prefer UTEP to go on the road, get a bye game, play on nationally uh, televised, uh, you know, in a televised setting, and then get blown out? and Or would you prefer – than play, I guess, these two cupcake teams to kind of get them excited, motivated for the rest to come. Not saying that the Texas loss was deflating by any means, but you go on a national stage and you kind of put all into all of your uh, eggs into that one and throw the kitchen sink at them, even though it's just game one. I feel like that's an emotional game, just knowing it's a Nash, uh, you know, it's a nationally televised matchup. Sal, we'll start with you. Yeah. Your thoughts. What do you think about this one? You know what? Where, where would you go? I'm all in. You, you take the tough test in my opinion look at what Abilene Christian did their first game of the year going into a Gallagher Iba defeating the Cowboys of, uh, of Oklahoma State you got to have that confidence early on and you can really set the tone and let's say you 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 lose that game which is you know the, the higher than the lower so to speak right you have a higher probability of losing that game I mean you go out there and you see what you can do against the best of the best. Texas made a deep run last year, but if you can hang with them for a large period of time, now you have a better um, measuring tool to work with getting ready for the season because what do, what measuring tool do they have from th- these first two games realistically None. that's going to prepare them for tougher opponents as opposed to taking on this is hypothetical, so I'm just going to throw good teams out there. A St. Mary's, a Gonzaga, whatever the case is, the cream of the crop or tournament teams, so to speak. If you go up against teams like that to out the gate to kick things off you have a better uh, a better uh, measuring tool for your future opponents so that that's what i take away from it 
Uh, Alberto, I'll swing it to you. Where, which, uh, where, where do you land on this argument? Would you prefer UTEP to play these two home matchups like they did or go on the road and uh, you know play a tougher opponent like they did last year at Texas? Where would you land? You know, Sal was making a good point about the uh, Abilene Christian team going into the Cowboys' home and taking a win there. I just think it's kind of foolish to bank your hopes or no, bank your morale, your team morale on the upset win against a huge opponent because you get your hopes up and like you said you get emotionally invested in that game and in that possible win and it doesn't turn out for you and more than likely only your better players are going to get looks you know you're not going to put in your starters you're not going to put in some younger guys against a team like Texas uh, away so I like I like the two softer opponents get yourself two wins get everybody a good amount of minutes get everybody ready for the season get your new guys under the lights and then get ready for the harder opponents and uh, let that come as it come come in time but I, I, do, I just it's it's too hard to win uh, an away game like that and so to bank your season on we're gonna start off the season on a big upset it, it's I find it it doesn't happen nine times out of ten. So don't, I wouldn't like to see our guys go in there and get, get pummeled by a big team. Okay, so it's an interesting uh, polarizing thoughts. I, I would say this. I think now uh, that you both laid out your reasons, I would say that it kind of depends on the season. So year one of Joe Golding, they have all those veterans. They have all those guys like Sule Boom, Keontae Kennedy, Titus Verhoeven, Zarek Onyema, you name it. They have all those guys on their roster. I kind of like that squad going on the road in a Power 5 of a setting. Now, when you put this team into context, knowing how many newcomers are in the mix, sure, maybe they get lightning, they catch lightning in a bottle, and they catch Texas or any of these big teams on the ropes in game one to come out of the gates as a bit of a surpriser. But then I reflect back on how why they have those secret scrimmages. It's not like this is the yeah. first two games that UTEP has played at all. I mean, obviously, UTEP has played a secret scrimmage against Texas Tech, and they lost in that one. So I think that's what you do, those secret scrimmages for maybe you play a better team like a Texas Tech at least on paper and if you're able to hang in and beat that team well great that that means uh, good things for your team moving forward it might not mean anything it's like the charity exhibition game that was tell you know obviously in front of a crowd where UTEP ended up beating Texas Tech at home uh, a couple years ago uh, but nonetheless at least maybe that's the silver lining is because you have those secret scrimmage matchups because you have those uh, before season games that no one can actually actually talk about on you know in reality maybe that's what gives you a little bit more justification uh to have those home matchups that are maybe seen as cupcakes by some people uh but nonetheless i think it's great arguments by both sides hey our telephone number here on the program 915-505-6009 if you want to get way in on the show let's pause 10 seconds for station identification actually let's do this sal let's take a, a full break here as you're listening to minor talk presented by the australia at the agency more in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. We are live here out at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. If you're anywhere around the area, come on out and join us. Minor Talk Special Edition 
uh, post-game live show here at the district, 32-33 North Mesa. We're talking UTEP basketball. They just defeated the University of Science and Arts at Oklahoma, 123-72. That's the final from earlier today. Miner setting an all-time program record in this victory tonight. Uh, let's keep the phone lines moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. feel like tonight might be a shorter show, slower show as well, uh, but we are happy to take your comments here as we continue on Miner Talk. Um, you know, I've said this once, and I'll say it again. It's tough to read a lot of these posts that come in, knowing how difficult and uh, how how hard it is to read through X, uh, formerly known as Twitter. But let's do it. Joe Chacon is uh, chiming in. Elijah Jones is going to be big time. With more time, Zid Powell is going to be the general on the court. Kevin Kalu and Derek Hamilton will be giving people fits as long as they stay out of foul trouble. Bear with me. Uh, this is coming also from Joe Chacone. He said, looking forward to seeing how Joe Golding uses his depth because that's going to be key going into the season here so far. These games have given this team some early season experience. Still going. All this builds confidence. It's so nice to see this team not only get to the free, uh, the free stripe, but hit 75% from the free throw line. It can be much better, but I'll take it over last year's team. Uh, and then Joe Chacone, he says he's almost finished. We'll get back to him in just a second. Let's go to more people. This is coming in from uh, Manny David. Another good win, even if it was against a cupcake, gives the gives the reserves a chance to get some playing time and build confidence. UC Santa Barbara will be a test. The next big test will be versus Cal. I like this team, especially Elijah Jones. Another great game. Hashtag minor talk. Trey Chauvin, we will see what they got Monday. If they win then, they are for real. If not, same stuff, different season. That's coming from Trey Chauvin. Chris Portillo, I'm sure the last two games, oh, I said this one already prepared them for Oregon. I said that one already. Tristan Pence here on the show. The Miners were impressive tonight. Only nine turnovers. There is very little drop-off when UTEP goes to their bench, and this team plays with a great deal of confidence. I think this team is much better than predicted. Sixth place finish in Conference USA. Coming from Tristan Pence. Hey, big shout-out to Tristan Pence. I saw you from afar, Tristan, uh, but I wasn't able to say hi to you. Um, but uh, hey, I hope you had a good time tonight, and uh, great to hear from you here on the show. His last Last one, Joe Chacon's last one said, Salmo is my dog. Hashtag we ride together, we <laughs> die together. Bad boys for life. Hashtag Sal is posting my bail. Yes. Hashtag free Joe. Hashtag I'm off tomorrow. tomorrow. Hashtag time for some shots. Oh hashtag minor ink crew. There you go, Sal. That's your. That's the real hashtag I was waiting yeah. for. Minor ink crew. There you go. That, that's my. That's my guy right there. What's going on, Joe? We we just got out right now. Actually, um, I had to teleport over here to the studio. Um, he posted my bill, and we, we did it at the same time. So yeah, that's my there guy. you go. <laughs> awesome stuff. Hey, I appreciate it. This is coming in from Felipe Candelario. Jr. I'm tired of people calling the first two teams we faced inferior. We as UTEP fans don't have the right to be saying that. I like what Golding is doing, but we haven't competed for a championship for a long time, and we have not been to a tournament for an even longer time. 
Frazier, and that's coming in from Felipe uh, Candelaria Jr. Hey, Felipe, this is what I'll say to this. Uh, they're inferior because they're not in Division One. That's why I would use that word right there, knowing that they're a Division Three school. They're also an NAIA school tonight, like as tonight's uh, game showed you. Uh, that's what I'm saying by that. Now, if you're talking to me about inferior teams across the conference, well, it's harder to say stuff like that if you're talking about this UTEP basketball program right now as it stands. Hey, this is coming in from our pal, the Mayor LC, Eddie Morelos. Good to hear and excited to hear from Alberto on Minor Talk with Adrian, very knowledgeable young man on minor athletics and pretty much on all other sports. Also, shout out to the minor volleyball team as they have their season finale this weekend. Alberto, our, our guy, Eddie Morelos, giving you some love here on the show. I saw that. I almost cried. I swear I almost cried. Oh, that's our guy, Eddie Morelos. He's always giving great love. Hey, this is coming in from, my name is Jeff, at the Big Bacon, the Miners, baby. What does the San Barbers going to say Monday when the Miners spank them con la chancla? That's coming in from, my name is Jeff, at the Big Bacon. Man, we've got some crazy people here tonight, Sal. Uh, what is uh, what is this man, my name is Jeff, on right now? That's that's a crazy one. He, he's drinking that orange Kool-Aid, man. He's, he's all in right now. <laughs> You're I, exactly right. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it, too. Hey, uh, let's go player by player real quick, guys. Then we're going to do this. We're going to take another break. We're going to start winding things up, and we're going to start talking a little bit about UC Santa Barbara. But if you want to weigh in on the show, 915-505-6009. Okay, I was asking earlier, who surprised you the most? Who are you most excited to see uh, for the rest of the season? Well, the guy who surprised me the most of the first two games, it's still David Terrell. I, I didn't realize he would have this kind of a, you know, I'm not saying a role because it's hard to define a role uh, against these first two teams right now, but at least he has that look and he has that kind of ability to be in the rotation. Tonight, he took six shots. He only made one of them, struggled offensively, but still showed you flashes here in this victory tonight. So I'm at most, I'm leaving these first two games most impressed by him and Elijah Jones. And Elijah Jones was somebody I thought UTEP could have used last year as a mid-year guy. And remember, he came to them as an East Carolina transfer last year, probably around January. He applied for an eligibility waiver mid-year, but I think secret, you know, deep down, not secretly, but deep down, the UTEP basketball program was probably happy that he was redshirted and they could get uh, extra years of eligibility for him. So I think that was the overlying uh, thought with him. Uh, I'll ask you, Alberto. Elijah Jones, you got a chance to watch him early on into the process. Your early thoughts and reactions on him, or maybe anybody who surprised you early on into these two games? Uh, no, I loved Elijah Jones. I loved the, the looks he gave us. I liked the young guys that Coach Golding was able to bring out. And uh, like everybody else, Corey Camper Jr., I'm really excited for what these guys bring to the program. So let's just see them develop into something that, like a lot of people on Twitter saying we can use in hopefully the postseason. I'm excited. We all want it. So I'm hoping we can get these guys some postseason experience early so that they could maybe wow. start the foundation of like a good program. A lot of people are ready for people to jump ship. But no, I like these guys. These young guys are, are, are great for the program and uh, and the and the older guys are great mentors. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm buying in foolishly and 100. percent So so I think it might be a little early to say anything like postseason. Even though you know before the season started, I talked a little postseason stuff. But I, I would say just based on two games, way too early to define a postseason uh, for the miners. Yet it's something that they want to re- 
reach for, and it's something that they want to get to, and it's their their uh, expectation. They want to be at that point. Hey, let's get to the phone lines right now, 915-505-6009. Mike from Austin is going to join us first on the phone lines. Mike, good evening, man. Thanks for hanging with us late. What's going on, man? Hey, nothing much, gentlemen. First of all, more importantly than basketball, happy Veterans Day to all our veterans. Um, we got to remember them. Um, secondly, 100%. Hey, thank you to thank thank you to all our veterans, our military members, and you know what? Thank you for our freedom. That's that's really all I can say there. Thank you for uh, granting us all our freedom here. So I agree with you, Mike. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to harp too much on the score because I know, especially Sal is going to. Uh, crap all over the idiot. I'll, I'll cut your call off. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, you got to remember this, the other teams that we play, and yes, we know the caliber of the teams, but 120 points, two games in a row, you start the game at zero. 120 points isn't given to you at the end of the game. You got to earn them. So, um, and, and yes, I understand the caliber of the teams, but it's. I think with a team that's so young and so new to each other, that seeing that ball go in the hoop and knowing what you have as far as um, your, uh, you know, w- what kind of prospect that you have or what you can do, I think it's really important for the morale, the mental morale of, uh, of, a, of a young team. You know, you all were talking about earlier about what's better, in your opinion, you know, having two soft games at the beginning or doing an Abilene Christian, you know, um, I, I, I do believe that uh, it depends on what team you have. If you have a, a bunch of returners, then, yeah, you score, try to score hard and heavy because, you know, they're used to it. They're under the lights. You, you put them out there and you see what they got. But with a team like this, I think that uh, starting off with the um, – two softer opponents and having some uh, some great deal of success with them um, might pay more dividends for a team like this. So I just I do believe it's a difference the differences in what kind of team you have. Yeah, it's a good point. I, I think that's a, that was, you know, I think that's a really good point there, Mike. And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Now you tell me, Mike, who's surprising you most? Who are you looking forward to most the rest of the season? Um surprised me most is Jones because uh, after the great game he had in you know 19 um, in game one and then following it back up the same way um, you know at one you know one time you think okay just had a good outing but now he looks like a he's a real player and a real contributor and um, you know he he's looking forward to the time under the light so uh, he he kind of surprised me more than anybody and as far as who I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, Terrell and, you know, with what Coach Golding said at the end of the game, um, maybe, just maybe, we're starting to see um, the progress that Kalu uh, has always um, kind of showed us but hasn't displayed during game time. Um, with 12 boards, you know, maybe maybe we're starting to turn a corner and, and better – Better now than having to wait till later in the season to see it. So we'll see. I mean, again, ca- caliber of opponents all, all considered, um, you still got to pull down those boards and and you know build up your confidence. And I think we have a pretty confident team right now. So I think that's that's a big big deal. And hopefully that pays dividends for us down the road. The other thing, uh, real quick, is that um, uh, UC Santa Barbara they just lost. 
at home. So um, Portland State, Portland State, Terrell Satterfield's State. finest. So, yeah, so I'm, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. Do they come in? You know, I'm sure they're going to come in hot and heavy because they don't want to lose two in a row. Um, but just wanted to fill you in on that. Yep, I was very aware, Mike. Hey, and I appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thanks for weighing in from all the way out there in Austin. And uh, thanks for joining us, man, here on the show to get started. Our telephone number, if you want to follow that call up, 915-505-6009. That's right, Portland State wins tonight, 82-76. And in the game, uh, former minor Jarrell Satterfield was active in this one. Uh, He was in action for Portland State tonight and uh, scored a couple buckets for them in this victory for, for them tonight. So that's an interesting... Uh, matchup when you break it down and everything and yeah it's a good uh, topic that Mike brings up you know maybe the Gauchos come into the Don Haskins Center with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder going into that one on Monday and uh, by the way Jarrell Satterfield 12 points tonight uh, second most points on the uh, Portland State team by the way that Portland State team is deep they're a lot better than they've been in years past, so it's not the same Portland State's team that we've known in years past. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, by the way, they kind of run a seven-man lineup, a seven-man rotation, and it's pretty much led by one of their strong guards in Cole Anderson. And by the way, Cole Anderson tonight, uh, 21 points in the loss uh, in this one, and uh, he's somebody that you can look back all the way back to last year. He was with them on on that NCAA tournament team, so Cole Anderson will be the guy that the minor have to try to uh, hold off that UC Santa Barbara team does have some pretty good guards so it will challenge guys like Tay Hardy it'll challenge guys like Zid Powell and it'll challenge guys like Otis Frazier in the backcourt for the minors along with guys like Corey Camper and so on and so forth so I'm just really looking forward to it Portland State getting the victory tonight like Mike said and uh, yeah minors will have to take on an 0-1 UC Santa Barbara team here come Monday at the Haskins Center. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. This coming in from Robert Ukidi, our, our pal. He said, I'm all in on Corey Smooth Camper. He's trying to nickname Corey Camper Smooth. Sal, I, I don't like that. I'm not I in, I'm not in on the Corey Camp, uh, Smooth Camper uh, take right there. I think there's other ideas. Yeah. Uh, you're the nickname master, Sal, so maybe you have to think it over over the weekend, and maybe you could come up with a better nickname for Corey Camper. Well, I, I think I have one right now just due to the athleticism. Oh, my goodness. Just, just oh to start goodness. things off, you know what I mean? And and, and the, it's not that I don't like Smooth. I, I think it's a cool nickname, but it's not his. That that's that's Johnny Melvin. Johnny Smooth Melvin. Johnny Smooth Johnny Melvin. Smooth Melvin. Lock it in. That's Can't like it there. It, it'd be like getting a, a coach here and calling him the Bear. Like no, that that belongs to somebody already. Don't don't do that. But if I had to pick a nickname, I'd go Two Story Corey because man, he gets up there. Oh, Two Story Corey dedicated to his hops or yeah. talking about his hops. All right, I like it. Good stuff there, Sal. Uh, Alberto, what do you think? No, I was going to, before he said two-story Corey, I was going to say that we have to keep it up with like a double C because it's like Corey Camper. I would like the okay. alliteration, like the oh, nickname okay. start with a C. Or I was going to say, or it has to rhyme with Corey or Camper, but that's perfect. 
Okay. Two story Corey. I love two it. Two story Corey. I'm sticking with it. I'm not changing it. Let's okay. Do it. It's two story yeah. Corey. Let's uh, we'll we'll hold on to that one. Good stuff there, Sal. Good stuff, uh, Robert Ukiti. Appreciate you weighing in on the show. Our telephone number now at five five zero five six zero zero nine. Sal, we haven't asked you most surprising player uh, that you've seen so far through two games. Yeah. And guy that you're looking forward to watching most for the rest of the season. You know what? Uh, I share some of the same sentiments uh, that a lot of people who called in have shared already. Some, some, uh, some of the same guys that you have mentioned. But I think the obvious choice here is is Elijah Jones. <laughs> this kid is just looking incredible. Um, you know, being efficient from the floor, but knowing where he's supposed to be, you know, pretty much at all times. That that's what I'm looking forward uh, to seeing um, him continue throughout the year. And then as far as like potential goals, who I'm excited to to see grow before our eyes I gotta go with uh, Terrell Jr. I I think uh, somebody as young as he is being able to have the motion that he does you see the upside you see the potential now we just gotta see him string along you know consistent performances but uh, those are my two I like it, Sal. Good stuff. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Hey, we're winding things down here on Minor Talk. It's going to be a shorter show here, so if you'd like to weigh in, definitely give us a call now, 915-505-6009. Um, let's, let's go out to Jimmy, who is next on the phone lines. Jimmy is joining us next, 915-505-6009. Jimmy, good evening. What's happening? So a uh, couple of things on the um, on the schedule. I, I think you can debate going high major versus these guys, but I think everyone would agree. Why not just a decent mid-major team? There's tons out there, and do a home and home. Give me an Iona. Give me a um, a Dayton. Give me a um, you know Idaho. Give me a you know just not Oklahoma, whatever and. Uh, the team that we played a couple of days ago. Um, I just think it's not fair to the fan base. Uh, and it's, it's not so a game that really... So you're saying that for game one, correct? Or, just game, for two or game three. I don't, I don't think a D1 team should ever play an NAIA team. I think that should be prohibited. Mm. Um, and it, it's just not fair to the, the fans. I, I don't know what any team gets gets out of it. Um, play, play someone at your division level. There's 300-plus Division One teams. You can you can find uh, some to do a home and home series. I get the argument about people don't like playing in the Haskins. Do a home and home. Um, I just I don't I don't get much out of these NAIA Division three games. Just it's not fair to the fans. Uh, that's one. Two. What you guys have not talked about, and I've agreed a lot about what you said. I've been watching Utah basketball for forty years plus. You're not going to have a great team or even a very good team without solid point guard play. I know Zid Powell came in with a lot of uh, hype um, and against what we'd all consider to be inferior opponents was not incredibly impressed. want to hear what you guys think about his play in the first two games. Yeah, great questions. And, hey, I appreciate it, Jimmy. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009, if you'd like to weigh in. Jimmy, my only thought to your mid-major point is this. They're playing UC Santa Barbara Monday, so it's not like they're making fans wait forever. It's a week that the fans are going to have to watch them play against these uh, D3 or NAIA schools. And I get it. Yeah, I, I hear where, where you're coming from because sometimes it does a disservice to fans. I, I know a lot of season ticket holders who decided not to come tonight and who elected to not 
come Monday. And so I understand that from a fan's perspective. There are certain fans who hold UTEP basketball to the highest standards to where they're putting them on the same level of uh, higher mid-major teams, and rightfully so. They grew up around this basketball program when it routinely beat schools like Georgetown. It wasn't a big deal to beat schools and upset different opponents like Oklahoma or any Power 5 school for that matter that ne- not wasn't necessarily ranked, just knowing that it was UTEP and knowing that this team uh, had a lot of historical relevance when it comes to their basketball program. So I get it. I, I hear where you're coming from. As far as Zid Powell goes, you know what, man? I, I have to disagree, and I, I hear where you're coming from. There's a lot of hype around him, but he didn't have to do much. It's not like he had to show you the entire bag and reach into his bag and show you everything. No, Zid Powell did exactly what uh, you know he was supposed to do, and that's just be kind of that facilitator, not try to do too much. You know who did a lot, and, and I'm not saying that he did tried to do too much. No, I'm saying he did too, he did a lot and was productive and was efficient while doing so, is Tay Hardy. I think he's, uh, he's going to be the staple in that backcourt throughout the season, and I think he's going to be kind of that leader in, in itself. But you need Zid Powell to be great. They need uh, Zid Powell to be that guy who helps them out in transition, scoring offense, being the alpha on this team who's going to talk smack to their opposing teams. That's the role that Zid Powell will play with this group moving forward. And I think it's really important for him to play that kind of role. And so, no, I'm not alarmed whatsoever. It, did he play a little passive uh, points? Sure. But I could also point fingers at guys like Calvin Solomon in, ga- in this game. Uh, I could point fingers at guys like Jonathan Dosanjos. Uh, I could point fingers at, you know, at some of the other guys in spurts. It just wasn't, you know, what you wanted to maybe see. Under 10 points in back-to-back games for Zid Powell? Sure. But I'm not sounding any sort of alarms. I also think... And Mike, you know this, uh, or excuse me, Jimmy, you know this very well since you've been a UTEP basketball fan. Uh, This is year three of Coach Joe Golding. The defense is something that newcomers say is hard for them to grasp early on. So it takes time. I'm not trying to make excuses for Zid Powell. I'm just saying why you're not seeing maybe uh, him burst onto the scene necessarily like you maybe expected. So I'm not worried. I'm not sounding any alarms. Let's talk after this month and let's see a full sample of games. Like, you know, there's going me, and I'll, I, I know you know this, Sal, but there are going to be a lot of people who are going to react to UC Santa Barbara either way. If UTEP has success or doesn't have success, yeah. they're going to react uh, in a very, very opinionated way after Monday. But I think we should reserve our overall thoughts on this team until after this month. I think this month will tell us a lot about this group, but I do not think we need to overreact after Monday either way. I think uh, I think it depends on on how the game goes. If they look completely unprepared, you know, if, if they just look lost out there, then yeah, a lot of that criticism is definitely worth it. Um, however, on the flip side, if it's close and you know, just judging off of what Santa Barbara's accomplished these last couple of years, if you're in it with them to really kick things off, that's when it, it becomes you know, um, I, I I don't want to say less acceptable, but the the poorer they play, the higher the the criticism is accepted. In my opinion, if it's close and they have a chance, or even if they win in a close game, um, it's, it's you know it's, that's the complete opposite. So it, I think it just depends, man, on, on how it goes. Hopefully they you know they're ready to go and it's a solid game, but uh, it's just hard to imagine not feeling some type of way if it just goes completely wrong. 
I agree with you there, Sal. I mean, people are going to be opinionated either way exactly, on that yeah. one. Hey, let, let's go back to the phones right now. 915-505-6009. Joining us next is Ronnie, our man. Ronnie, we've made it to basketball season, my friend. What's happening? Oh, God. We've made it. Yes, we have. Um, <laughs> I agree you with sound the relieved. I, I agree with the last caller, Jimmy, man. I mean, this is Golding's year three. There's no way he should be opening up with these type of opponents in year three. I mean, you just shouldn't be, right? Like, this is the year that we're going to either give you the contract extension or let you play out your contract and then decide what we want to want to do. You've had two, you know, uh, summers now to recruit. You can see the team is more got more offensive firepower, um, you know, in terms of depth than they've, they've had under him. Like, you shouldn't be playing these these games to get 50-point um, wins. It literally does you absolutely no good in any shape or form. Um, there are a thousand can teams. Something, you can, can I ask you something serious, Ronnie? Let, let me sure. ask you something serious. Would you take this game, UTEP versus an NAIA school like they did tonight, or UTEP versus themselves, like a, a scrimmage, like orange versus blue scrimmage game? What would you take? Well, I, you know, if, if that's all I can choose from, I would, I, I would take an inner squad. But I know for a fact you could have got a, a Division One opponent either at home or on the road, right? Like, I, like I don't want to hear that people don't want to come to the Dom because let me tell you what UTEP has that a lot of people don't realize. They got a freaking charter playing. Fire the damn thing up and go play somebody. It's as simple as that. Like, so I don't want to hear that you can't get people to come to you. Sure, you're absolutely right. You can't, but you have a freaking charter playing, man. Fire the thing up and go play two quality opponents. Maybe you make some money. Maybe you don't. But at least find out right away like what you really have because UTEP doesn't know what they have because they haven't played anybody. And if you think he's gonna play ten, twelve guys. Not happening. Like the roster will be, the rotation has to get shortened to about seven or eight, which is what he typically likes. And we know that there'll be some shuffling of guys when guys start to struggle. That's kind of his MO. But you need to get all that stuff out of the way now, man. Like I wouldn't want to be finding that out later in this month heading into conference play. Because let's not forget, last year, Ronnie was the downer when he called in when we, when we lost competitively to Texas and how that turned out for us. It was a 14-win season. Once again, you're right. You need, you're you right. You're fig- usually right on things, which is you scary, right? You're usually you right. Now. That's what these games are for, man, to figure out what you got. But it, you, there's no way he can pop that film in and say, okay, I've got X, Y, and Z. There's just no way because you're playing kids that, you know what I mean, could only dream of being at this level. You know what I mean? So you don't know. Like, we don't know what Zippow is because he's only going probably 60% out there because he just left Buffalo where they're not playing these type of games. So he's like, man, I don't know if I'm supposed to go hard. I'm not supposed to be – I don't know what to do in this situation because this ain't what I'm used to seeing. You know what I mean? So the kid doesn't even know what he's supposed to do and when he's supposed to do it, you know. I still – same thing with Tay Hardy. Like, he looks – this way one minute, one minute he doesn't because once again he's probably like, dude, what is this? Like, And then let's not forget, in December, UTEP's going to play Western New Mexico and no offense to our New Mexico brothers over there, but in year three, man, you don't need to freaking you can buy three wins at your level at least. You can at least do that for me. right? Like, we're giving you a lot of money here, Joe. You can at least buy three wins at your level in year three, my guy. You don't got to scratch the bottom of the surface here to get three you know, home wins. At least make them three wins at your level. I mean, we just saw Southern go on the road last night and beat UNLV by 14. 
You know, after getting trounced by TCU by 30 two nights ago. Like, come on, man. Like, there's plenty of people that will either allow you to come in or that you can say, hey, we'll sweeten the pot and, and bring you in. But, you know, like I said, don't get too high on this team yet. Don't get too low. My concern would be this. This team looks more offensively gifted than what he's had, but they also look like they could be one of his worst defensive teams once it's all said and done. And I ain't going to lie to you. Letting the the D3 school in high school get 70-plus points on you? Uh, Yeah, that's a no-go. That's a no-go, my friend. That is a no-go because we know Goldie's had teams in the past that couldn't even score 70 themselves uh, against Division I opponents. And you let two teams come in here, once again, no offense to those kids. They're playing hard, and kudos to them. You let those kids come in here and get 70 on you? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's like he's traded one for the other. I hear where you're coming from, Ronnie, and, and I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from on all this. Hey, uh, quickly, surprises on the team? Any roster additions that you really that jump off the page to you, and you're like, hey, this guy can maybe be a guy. I know you mentioned Sid Powell, uh, but maybe giving a sixty percent effort. Do you take anything away from any of the newcomers on this squad so far? No, because I think for UTEP to beat people and get to twenty plus wins. Zip Powell has to be a guy. Like he has to be what he was at Buffalo. Like, I agree. Like, like, I agree. Flat out. They can't afford like, for him to be bad. Exactly. Exactly. You can't afford for him to have that type of saucy mentality, right? Where it's you know game by game. Like you need to know night in, night out. This is what you're getting out of him. Like he has to take the reins on that. And that's why I think these two games hurt you more than anything. Because if he's not the guy for him, you know what I mean. They're in trouble, man. And don't get too high. They'll probably beat Santa Barbara because they're going to play without their big West player of the year. A.J. Mitchell, he didn't play tonight. He probably won't turn around and play Monday unless something crazy happens, which really affects them. So don't get too high on that win either because you're getting a team that's banged up and literally not having the big West player of the year. That, like, that makes huge dividends for them. That would be like, you know. So who is that? Ronnie, who, what's the name again? A.J. Mitchell. Okay, yeah, he didn't guard. play tonight. I got you. Yeah. He Big West Player of the Year last year. You know, he's preseason Big West Player of the Year again, and he, he didn't play tonight. He probably well, he's banged up and he probably won't play on Monday unless something miraculously happens on the training table. Wow, that's interesting stuff. Hey, Ronnie, appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for weighing in here on the show Absolutely. as we continue. Hey, uh, 915-505-6009 as we continue here on the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on social media and everywhere online, 600 com. Let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's start winding things up. We're going to give our player of the game brought to you by Timothy Cantrell Realty, and we're also going to be uh, handing out our hot hand of the game brought to you by uh, Wind Supply El Paso. Minor Talk, live at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. Come on out and join us for great drink specials, great food specials that are happening right now. We're presented by the Oscar Adiete Agency. More in a moment right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back. We are live out at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. Come on out and join us. It is Minor Talk Live, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. 
Hey, the Australian at the Agency is currently looking for more people to be nominated as the next hometown hero. If you know somebody who's uh, deserving of being the next hometown hero, recognize at the next UTEP basketball game, check them out online, AustraliaTheAgency.com. You can actually nominate a hometown hero online today. And that's thanks to our presenting sponsors here on Minor Talk, Oscar Arietta Agency. Hey, let's head out and let's uh, let's start doing some awards here on Minor Talk as we continue. If you want to duck in a late call, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009 to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso everywhere online and on social media as we continue. Hey, for our first uh, player of the night, let's start off with... Our player of the game brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. And by the way, thanks to Timothy Cantrell here in El Paso, your trusted real estate agent for with over 20 years of experience. Uh, big shout out to him for joining us here on Minor Talk. Our player of the night tonight will be Corey Camper, Jr. 17 points, a big effort by him. Uh, the newcomer, Juco newcomer as well. He was 5 for 7 from the floor, 3 of 4 from the from beyond the arc, and again had 17 points. Second on the team, Corey Camper Jr., our first ever player of the game, brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. And by the way, uh, you can uh, check out Timothy Cantrell on Instagram at Timothy Realtor for the latest listing and tips. And if you're ready to take that next step, whether it's selling your home, whether it's buying a new home, contact Timothy today. You could reach him at 915-204-8441 via call or text. That's Timothy Cantrell here, our our player of the night, uh, sponsor as we continue. As far as our hot hand of the game award, uh, this one has to go to Elijah Jones. This man, he's only missed one shot wearing a UTEP basketball uniform, and I get it. I know the opponent so far, but still, Elijah Jones, 8 of 9 tonight, 19 points, 2 rebounds in this game, and uh, also hit another three-pointer. Big night for him. Uh, Again, that is uh, Elijah Jones coming up big uh, for them tonight, and he is the hot hand of the game presented by Wynn supply El Paso. Hey, our telephone number as we continue, 915-505-6009 to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on social and everywhere. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Let's keep things moving here. Want to shift things over, turn the page, and look to UC Santa Barbara. The Gauchos 0-1 on the season. You heard Ronnie mention Mitchell didn't play against Portland State, but Alberto signs point to him possibly playing on Monday. A reporter out for UC Santa Barbara reported that it's a minor injury. So that's something that we're going to have to monitor all weekend long. What's the status of, uh, uh, of somebody like Mitchell, who is a Big West player of the uh, year, preseason select at least, uh, what would be his status? That's going to be the big thing to monitor moving forward. Yeah, as, uh, as we were talking, looks like he'll be back, or I expect him to be at least uh, with some limited minutes, I, 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 I'm thinking. I don't see him being out the first two games over something minor. I know I was checking while I was checking on Twitter, it looked like the lines for the game of that Portland State game moved right before the game. Like, so not even Las Vegas knew that A.J. Mitchell wasn't going to play. So they had UCB play uh, Santa Barbara winning that, that last game against Portland. So I don't know. Hopefully he plays so that UTEP fans won't, won't uh, try to take this win from them. So... I expect uh, a great game on Monday. Hopefully the dawn gets full. I know you were saying that some fans 
were saying they weren't even thinking about making it out. Uh, I just want to remind them that we, when you don't go out to the games, no matter the opponent, the only person you hurt is UTEP Athletics as a whole. You're not really hurting the program like in, in, a, in and of itself. The entire program of athletics suffers. And so I just want to remind them that. So hopefully get out there, buy concessions, be in there, get loud, get the Don vibing, get it nice and... Um, nice and full for the miners they deserve a good crowd and as for the zid powell talk i, I expect them to, to open up to blossom up later into the season a lot of people are kind of early early doubters of him but i, I think the team in and of, in and of itself is still finding its groove still trying to learn how each other how they play with one another so i expect them to kind of pick up more 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 steam as as the as the season picks up so i'm not worried as uh, for zid powell i think he'll be all right and i think the team will be all right we're just excited for the season sal as we wind things up and we look over to monday monday is a big matchup for the miners and i know alberto's saying hey he's fired up about this when he wants a good turnout yeah. i don't know how it'll be on a monday mondays are hard for people and i get it i mean we've seen great crowds we've seen crowds that are a little bit underwhelming uh, to a to a degree uh point is i'm just excited for basketball kicking off man because uh or i should say tipping off because as the uh, football continues it gets tough man <laughs> next week we've got yes. uc santa barbara monday uh friday will be austin p for basketball saturday is on the road at middle tennessee mm-hmm. that saturday game could be a little rough let's hope that uh at least for minor fans sake and for their blood pressure and all those purposes let's hope that the minors can at least fare well monday knowing that this fan base has been kind of disgraced over the past month and a half or so. I think that's putting it very, very lightly <laughs> as well, Adrian. I mean, it, it, the crazy thing is the better they play on Saturday, the more frustrated fans are going to be because that's what they've been expecting um, you know, all year long. But you're absolutely right. That transition from football to basketball, it's a, it's a beast uh, in its own right. So super excited to have basketball season here. It's been a long football season. Um, you know, Not to put it to bed completely, this season's still going on, so I want to give their respects as well but yeah man the game against Santa Barbara is going to be a going to be a big one early on and even if there are not that many people at the game this is still a chance for the Miners to show El Paso why they should be going out to the dawn I mean they they marketing sent the email right after the game I got it on mine I'm pretty sure you all got it on yours too so shout out to them they've done an incredible job marketing um, you know UTEP athletics in general so we'll see what the numbers are for Monday but if, if they win Monday I expect Expect that attendance to uh, to increasingly, you know, show up numbers wise throughout the year. I agree with you completely, man. Hey, I'm I'm uh, so uh, so excited to be out here at the District West, 3233 North Mesa. We will be out here per, uh, throughout the rest of the season. So if you are watching UTEP basketball, this is your pregame destination. You can get a bite to eat, get some drinks, and head out to the UTEP game before the next one here on Monday. And after the game, stop by for the postgame show as well. Hey, this will wrap things up here on Minor Talk. What a great addition for us here on the program for Sal Montes back at at our River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio for Alberto Reta here on site out at the district. I'm Adrian Brada saying so long. Thank you so much for listening to Minor Talk presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. We'll talk to you Monday right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.